Good morning. It is a blessing we sometimes take for granted to be able to get together in the best way we are able and listen to God's Word delivered. I know that not everybody has this interest. I am thankful that so many people here in the McAllen, Texas area, and in many other places, are with us in these Sunday morning recordings. I want to turn to the book of James with you today, chapter 1, verses 19 through 25. James chapter 1, 19 through 25. The book of James is well known to Bible students as simple, practical instruction that is basic. It is foundational. For examples, in James chapter 2, what good is it if someone says he has faith but does not have works? In James chapter 3, for where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder in every vile practice. In James chapter 4, submit to God and resist the devil. In chapter 5, the prayer of a righteous person has great power. In each of these statements, there is no complexity, no puzzle, nothing hard to understand, rather simple, basic instruction from God about how to respond to him and be a disciple of Christ. This is exactly what we want from the Bible, right? We want clear, simple teaching that tells us about God, about his Son, Jesus Christ, about the Holy Spirit revealing the written word for us and how we need to respond to be good people and to be taken to heaven by the grace of God. The book of James answers that need efficiently. So listen to this part of the book of James, James chapter 1, 19 through 25. Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Therefore put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror, for he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. Ladies and gentlemen, you want something basic, simple, that pertains directly to your relationship with God, something you can apply immediately, I mean right now, here in James chapter 1 is our subject listening. And the question is, are you listening? Am I listening? James says, be quick to hear. James says, receive with meekness the implanted word. And then James says, where that hearing should lead, be doers of the word. 
not hearers only. Nothing is quite as basic as this. Listening. It is a word used by parents and teachers all the time. Listen. If your employer, superiors, and managers want you to listen, you listen. In your family, listening is essential. It is essential right now as you go through this recording. And when we come to this book, the book of James, we all understand listening is that individual function that enables us to take something valuable from God and put that into our minds and process it and then live by it. Would you consider with me five kinds of listening? Five kinds of listening. Number one, I'll call it self-centered listening. I want you to look into verse 25 of James 1 and underline that phrase, the perfect law. Surely we know God's law for our lives is absolutely perfect, all of it. How much of God's law is perfect? Every word And we need all of God's word to inform us, motivate us, and change us through Christ. But here's the problem. It is like people have installed filters over their ears. These unseen devices obstruct listening. Sometimes the filter is composed of what a person considers to be personally relevant to their situation at the time they are called upon to listen. And everything else is blocked. Based on what people say and do, I've drawn the conclusion some people come into the preaching event with these filters, and what's in their heart is, I want to hear what I need to hear for me right now, and nothing else matters. That's self-centered listening. So to illustrate this, if somebody is having trouble with a family member, They want the preacher to address that because that's what's on their mind. It is their personal need at the moment. If someone else is struggling with some sin, the next time they hear a sermon, they expect the preacher to address that sin, that matter. They block everything else out. People are deciding what is interesting and what they will listen to based on what happened the week before. This is self centered listening. It is limited. It is a perspective of self-relevance and its exaltation. The problem here is you wind up creating this narrow, limited capacity to listen. And if the preacher or teacher doesn't address what your focus is at the moment, your interest is that weak. You tune that out and you miss a part of God's word that you need. So let's say somebody lied to you last week, and that's on your mind, but the preacher's talking about baptism, so you don't pay any attention to that. You have some specific stress factor in your life. You come to Bible class with nothing on your mind but that trouble, but the preacher teaches from 2 Corinthians or Ezekiel, you see the problem? Self-centered listening occurs 
when you just listen to and take an interest in what's happening in your life at the moment. That puts you in position to miss a lot of Bible teaching that you need. Let me speak to this from a preacher's viewpoint. Let's say there are 100 people in an audience. The preacher cannot in one sermon target every need or address every issue or answer every question. Listen to the word delivered, even when it may not address your hot-button issue at the moment. We all need the whole word of God to nourish us, to give us balance and perspective. Self-centered listening creates a narrow strip of attraction, and everything outside that strip you miss to your own peril. And let me add, this kind of narrow, filtered listening fails to reckon with your future need. What you may not listen to today, you may need tomorrow. When God's word is preached every time, every person needs it. It is the perfect law of liberty. May we be more like those in Acts 17.11 who received the word with all eagerness. Number two, critical listening. Critical in the context of opposition, even hostility. Jesus had this experience over and over when people came to listen to him just to catch him saying something they could later misrepresent. Matthew 22, 15 says, The Pharisees laid out plans to trap him in his words. Listen to this in Luke 20 and verse 20. Keeping a close watch on him, they sent spies who pretended to be sincere. They hoped to catch Jesus in something he said so that they might hand him over to the power and authority of the governor. This is what might be called malicious listening, where there is no objectivity, no desire to be changed by the truth, rather to be critical, to assert yourself against the message or the messenger or both. When we were preaching here in McAllen on the radio several years ago, I had a few listeners who tuned in on a regular basis not to hear the Bible taught, but to find something to criticize. These were people who had long made up their minds. They didn't like what we were teaching. This kind of listening closes the mind to needed truth. If you were in the attack mode, if you have already assumed an offensive frame of reference, once again, you're going to miss truth you need to hear. The Pharisees really needed to learn what Jesus was saying, but because of their critical spirit, they didn't get it. Now, important clarification here. Listen carefully. Everything you hear and read from men ought to be measured by the actual word of God. Test everything, we've often said. But that doesn't mean to be automatically critical of everything or suspicious of every speaker and writer. If you just listen to a man to get ammo to use against him, you will kill yourself in the process spiritually. 
Jesus tells us in Luke 8, 18, take care how you listen. There is a third kind of listening I want to speak to, academic listening. In this case, you take in information and enjoy the process of learning, but you never change your life with that information. We all know people who love to study, to read, do research in the Bible, about Bible things, Bible doctrines, religion, and faith. They are in love with the process, with the mental exercise, and perhaps even with a strong desire to share what they've learned in their research. But their lives stay the same. It is information without transformation. James speaks directly to that, doesn't he? Listen, be doers of the word and not hearers only. Hearing the word without action is self-deception. Hearing the word that results in doing is a blessing. Paul said there are some who are always learning, but never able to arrive at a knowledge of the truth. 2 Timothy 3 and verse 7. God never intended for us to learn his word just for fun, or just to accumulate data in your mental archives, or just to know more than somebody else. Faithful disciples listen to learn, and they learn to live as better disciples. A fourth kind of listening, itching ears. 2 Timothy 4 and verse 3. Paul wanted Timothy and all of us to understand not everybody who hears the word really wants to hear the word. Let me explain. I'm reading 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 4. I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, this is Paul to Timothy, who is to judge the living and the dead and by his appearing in his kingdom. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. Paul wanted Timothy and all of us to understand not everybody who hears the word really wants to hear the word. Itching ears. At first, sounds like a rather crude expression. What does that mean? The verse tells us. Just keep reading. Having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions. One translation says they will collect teachers who say what they want to hear because they are self-centered. This is not coming to the word with humility and reverence and a desire to learn and change and grow. No, this is wanting to hear what feeds your passions, what comforts your conscience, what your agenda is, what your dogma is, no matter what the actual word of God says. Those with itching ears only want to hear what confirms and comforts them 
in what they have previously adopted that suits their own passions. Verse 4 says of these people, they will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. The perfect law of liberty, that's what I need, that's what you need. Well, I've been working this subject from the negative. Now let's consider another kind of listening that has the highest value for the listener. Back in our text in James 1 at verse 21, we are ready to take this study to its positive objective, receiving with meekness the implanted word. When we tune in to a live stream like we have today, a recording, what are we listening for? To confirm and comfort? Or to learn, to change, to grow? Listening is a personal choice to pay attention, to receive, to absorb, to be nourished by what God has given, to take us to Him through Christ. It is meekness that opens up the heart to the Word. Selfishness closes the heart. Critical, malicious listening, academic listening without obedience fills your mind with data but leaves your life empty. Itching ears listening, Paul says, leads people to wander away from the truth. What is necessary to quiet our hearts for the specific purpose of being taught by God from his word so that we can live with him through Christ, now and after death. In our society today, we are bombarded by words. Billboards aim words at us. Headlines scream from the newspapers. The internet is a muddy avalanche of words and pictures that can draw us in and consume us and lead us off into pointless chatter. It is so easy today to just swallow what tastes good at first or read something quickly and forward it or look at the pictures and ignore the words. It is the patient work of character to shut up, focus your mind, and listen to God through His Word knowing that he alone has the words that we really need. In 1 Peter 3 and verse 4, it says that a meek and quiet spirit is in the sight of God of great price. And this says only with meekness can we put aside the filth and receive the implanted word here in James 1. I want you to know what we have studied today becomes a message I need to take to heart as a preacher. I must deliver to you the word of God with clarity and challenge every time I speak. The soul must be fed, the mind stimulated and awakened by the preaching of the word. If I do my job and you do your job, good-hearted people become better and closer to God. Three little boys were out playing one day and talking about their fathers, as boys often do. One of them said, My father's a college professor. When he speaks on a subject, only ten people in the world understand him. 
Boy number two said, well, my father is a great brain surgeon, and when he talks about his work, only five people in the world understand what he's saying. Third boy speaks, my daddy is a preacher, and when he's preaching, nobody can understand what he's saying. I don't want to be that preacher. I want to have my Bible open. I want you to have your Bible open. I want us to read what it says, talk about what it means, and let that information lead to transformation. Let that information from God lead to transformation. Are you listening? What kind of listener are you? I'm strongly recommending that each one of us take the time to think about this and evaluate what kind of listeners we are. If you are not listening to God, if you're not receiving with meekness His Word, do you realize the time you are wasting? Do you realize the good you could be doing? Do you realize that what we're talking about is a matter of where you will spend eternity? Know this, my beloved brothers. Let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror, for he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. Did you hear that last part? He will be blessed in his doing. Is there something you need to do? May God help you make that choice. Thank you for listening.